This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, May 30th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30 winner, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the verified one, one half of Check to Check. At Tim Geddes. Blood Simmons. How you doing, Greg? I'm excellent, Tim. Why? How are you? Well, I mean, we'll get into it. Of course, this is kind of funny games daily, but if you didn't know, Ghostbusters Remastered is real. Yeah. The Ghostbusters video game is back. And as of today, this will no, no longer be known as kind of funny games daily. It will be Ghostbusters Remastered Games Daily. Just for, uh, I just mean, just for updates. I, you know, as you can see, if you're an audio listener, you have no idea anything's different. If you're a video listener, you can see I'm, of course, wearing my Ghostbuster outfit, just like I was, what, 10 years ago when the other Ghostbusters, I mean, probably more like what, it'd be 12 years ago if you include when they originally announced it and then Mm -hmm. put it on ice and everything else. And I'm wearing the Ghostbusters outfit, Tim, because when you're a ghost head, you got to celebrate the little things. I understand. You understand? This is a victory for you. This is a huge victory for me. You know what I mean? And the best part is Activision, of course, rolling in there, steamrolling today. They got Mm -hmm. Call of Duty Modern Warfare announced. It's out there. We're going to talk about it. It's the lead story. I, of course, did the presentation to judges week the embargo is finally up i can so talk you got about them deets them hot hot deets. i got so many deets but that's what i love the most about this because if you remember tim i do fondly. it was activision remember they picked up the rights to ghostbusters mm-hmm. and then let it go and yeah. they said you know why because it's Elsa. not an annualizable franchise mm-hmm. well who's laughing now i don't know a Who? decade later who's Ghostbusters, their, their double dip saber interactive Saber Interactive, Saber is Interactive laughing, laughing all the way to the bank, just like me. And all the <laughs> oh, other yeah, Ghostbuster dude. fans. About you know to what make I'm talking 20, about? How much is the retail for this? Twenty dollars? Don't. That's where you get to in the news. All right. About to make twenty dollars. Like I said, we're going to start with Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. Then we got some Xbox Game Pass. Then we're going to get into Avengers details. Then big, Ghostbusters is back. What a big day! It's a huge day. We're going to cover baby. it all, ladies and gentlemen, because this is kind of funny. Games Daily, each and every weekday, on a variety of platforms. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games with your questions, comments, concerns, and everything else under the video game. Then tune in to watch us record it live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job to do. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. What I love about today mm-hmm. is the dichotomy of yesterday, where yesterday a lot of people on the internet, not not a lot, but enough people on the internet were like, man, Greg Miller's working at that EA thing. He's he's a shill. And I was like, no, I'm not. Like, look at Kind of Funny Games Daily. We're super critical of the EA play thing, blah, 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 blah. You can't then, spell Greg without EA. And then the next day, Greg Miller dressed as a Ghostbuster for the announcement of the Ghostbusters game. No. It's what we do, man. Chase your passions. Chase your chase dreams. Your passions. Make your dreams real. Sell we will, up, baby. Here's the thing. We willed the Ghostbusters remastered into existence. We willed a Patapon into remasteredness. Crash Team Can Racing. Can we? And, oh, God. You got your Crash Bandicoot Crash back, Crash Bandicoot too? Trilogy. Crash Can Bandicoot Can we Team will Racing? an infamous collection remastered Simpsons on PlayStation 4? Simpsons remastered for Cool Greg. We're setting the bar higher and higher, ladies and gentlemen. What can we make happen? Uh, housekeeping for you. Nicknames and Orange have brand new seasons up entire seasons on patreon.com slash kind of funny you can watch them for just a buck if you don't have a buck to toss our way no big deal months from now they will all post on youtube.com slash kind of funny but we wanted to reward those who supported us on patreon.com slash kind of funny in the month of january to make our crazy fundraising happen uh-huh. uh the kind of funny games e3 showcase of course is all indies and it's coming to you monday june 10th at 4 30 p.m pacific time on youtube.com slash kind of funny games is that thing shot greg it, we shot all the the live action portions of it we have the majority of the assets right now some people mm-hmm. are like friday that's yeah. when they need them but we're we're almost wow. there with it we're way ahead of the game it's on this coming real and, and hey shout out to GameSpot who wrote it very up today cool very cool game spot you got the time wrong you did the time difference on the east coast they uh-huh. died they went back in time rather than go forward in time but in i ain't time. being picky no, people man. know what's happening it's out there thank you very much monday night e3 before square let us show you a bunch of indies thank you to our patreon producers blackjack tom bach and mohammed mohammed today we're brought to you by omaha steaks and 
and Skillshare, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. I actually counted it, but I didn't write it down. Five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Thank you, Big Kev Dog. I appreciate the energy you're bringing to the show today. I'm glad the Ghostbusters reveal has you hyped as woof, well. Woof. A woof woof, as they say. You know what I mean? Um, ladies and gentlemen, as I said at the beginning of the show, the timed uh, embargo is up. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is in fact real. Uh, I, uh, I've i seen it at Judges Week. Today's the actual time where they get to, to talk about it. Um, I'm excited to talk about what's going on. I want to check one thing. Mm-hmm. See, because I was waiting on something to come through and we didn't hear it. Here it is. Here it is. Because they were talking about they're going to say something in their press release. And I wanted to see how they said it. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of things about this. You talked to me a little bit about it, and yeah, I read, I read some uh, articles that just went up from one Ryan McCaffrey. Here's what I want to do. What I want to start is Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about it right now. I saw a presentation all about it. Uh, didn't play it, just saw the presentation. Saw a whole bunch of single-player stuff. They talked a lot of multiplayer stuff. Uh, the game itself has an incredible focus, it seems, on single-player, which I'm going to get to. I'm going to read their actual press release here in a little bit. What I want to start with what is what I feel is the biggest news out of this deal. Some would say a game changer. With the launch of Modern Warfare, the team is taking steps to unite the community. First, the team plans for Modern Warfare to be played together across PC and console through cross-play support. The game plan, the team plans for Modern Warfare to be played together across PC and console through cross-play support. PC, Xbox, PlayStation, all playing Call of Duty Call of Duty, the biggest, I mean, traditional multiplayer game out there, obviously. Multi-platform multiplayer game. Well, again, I put Fortnite there, but I'm saying in terms Uh, of, that's what I'm just saying, but here's the thing. This is it. Full price MSRP game. Exactly. It's a heartbreaker that Gary Witt isn't here, because of course, whenever we talked about cross-play, cross-platform support, Gary, whenever we talk about it on Fortnite or Rocket League or whatever, Gary was always the one going, it's only a matter of time. I want it for the division. I want to be able to play. And I was the one of like, we're not there yet. That's not going to happen yet. That is a bridge too far for where we're at. Here's Activision and Call of Duty and Infinity Ward being like, no, we are not there. We to are- me, and we'll, we'll have to see, but it feels like you're absolutely right. And yeah. this feels not like the first, like Fortnite tipped over the, and Rocket League tipped the first domino, right? Yeah. Those things are going, going down. Call of Duty kind of just came in, fucking kicked in the middle, or just yeah. like we're not even playing with dominoes anymore, bitches. The problem deal with it. it's it's not a problem, I guess. The thing here is like it was like, oh wow, there's no more excuse. Mm-hmm. There is no excuse now for a major third party game to not have cross play support in their game built in from the ground up. Because before it was all right, well Fortnite and Rocket League are doing it, and they're in PlayStation beta, and also they're free to play, and Epic has these resources. And granted. Activision has quite a few resources. I'm not saying that it's to be expected of third party, smaller game, this, that, and the other, but it is for Division Three. It is for I, I, I would, I maybe not the new Wildland or the new Ghost Recon, right? Because okay, this is an announcement. Did they not have that ability before? Blah 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 blah. blah. Like where does that go? But like the next any game that's in multiplayer development now, you'd expect. You'd imagine that this is going to become the new standard. This right. is going to become a feature that is missing uh, and knocked against review scores if games don't have it going forward. Again, I feel like we're jumping ahead right now. We need to see this in action and see how it actually plays out and if sure. it, what the caveats are and where there's going to be weird bullshit that uh, they try to get you. Because yeah. I swear there's going to be some somewhere. There has to be, right? Yeah, a quote from the official press release is what I was going through. I'm rolling off a fact sheet that I got embargoed. Obviously, I saw the presentation embargoed, but I obviously want to see what they're saying today. Uh, here's the quote. It goes, quote, every design decision has been made with our players in mind, said Patrick Kelly, creative director and co-studio head Infinity Ward. With the launch of Modern Warfare, we're taking steps to unite the community. First, we plan for Modern Warfare to be played together across PC and console through cross-play support. Second, we're eliminating the traditional season pass so that we can deliver more free maps and content as well as post-launch events to all players. This is just the beginning. There's much more to come. So okay, fascinating. So Go. The, the words that they're using there, uh-huh. they're not clearly saying that Xbox and PlayStation can play together. I mean, they're giving it wiggle room. First, we plan for Warfare to be played across PC and console through cross-play support. Yeah. It's possible they'd wind that back. That is not the impression I was given. Mm-hmm. And that was not what I got out of it. That is not what I, I the way they talked. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Now, granted, I think right there they're giving you wiggle room more in case something goes wrong. But from what I understand from my presentation, it, it's PS4, Xbox One, PC, all playing together, all going back and forth. It isn't the truth. That is insane. It is not. It, from what I understand from the presentation we were at for Judges Week, it is not. All right, PC's playing with Xbox and PC's playing with PS4, but the other two shall not meet. Mm-hmm. They made it sound like it is everybody playing together. Now, granted, that's what they're making it sound like here, giving Sony, I guess, an exit clause if they wanted to, but I can't imagine. Like, you know what I mean? Think about... I, I mean, I don't even I don't even want to go into hypotheticals. The way it was presented to me was not that. Yeah. The way it was presented to me is that, no, they can all they all play together. That's, that's crazy. And then, so, can you read the other part again about the, the season passy stuff? Also, the team is eliminating the traditional season pass so they can deliver more free maps and content as well as post-launch events to all players. So the idea here is you buy the game, you buy your $60, you get the campaign, you get the multiplayer, you get to cross-play, you get to play everything together with everyone as soon as they start announcing other stuff. So now, will there be some... Again, they're not making it sound like there's going to be, well, EA, uh, well, PlayStation Plus members get this early or PlayStation gets this mm-hmm. early. Yeah, because uh, to me, this all sounds like they kind of l- read the room mm-hmm. and are addressing issues that people have had with Call of Duty, one of the major franchises. Sure. And kind of coming out swinging, being like, hey, we, we understand that the last couple of years have had some some downs and we're trying to come back hard and do everything right for the gamers. Of course. And like prove something. Yeah. That's, I think, extremely cool and important for someone like Activision to do uh, in our current landscape where EA and Activision are seen as the bad guys of video games. Of course. I'm, I, you know, I know we talk about it all the time on this show, and it was a while back where you and I were having a private conversation after talking about stuff that it, going off of things that have been happening in the industry on this show, where you were basically like, I think we just got to stop assuming people are good. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> we give people too much the benefit of the doubt a lot of times, right? And I know on this show, I'll talk uh, and I'll get labeled as like, oh man, Greg's always towing this corporate line. Greg's always doing this thing. For me, it's never been about, I believe corporations over people because I don't, obviously. I'm a, I've, I'd like to think I'm very vocal about Crunch being a piece of shit. I like to think I'd be vocal that microtransactions are bad. I'd like to think this. However, I also don't believe it's all... Uh, Maleficent up there, right? Or, you know, Mr. Burns twiddling his things, looking down from the giant corporate towers. I just think these ships take so long to turn that when it has, it takes, it has to take something like uh, a battlefront coming out and fucking everything up for EA to, to change. Be like, Holy shit, we need to slow this down. And, and Activision, Activision to, to see look that, at that yeah. right? To not take it on the chin as badly, right? Activision. But has to sit there every day and be like, thank their lucky stars that EA had tripped over themselves so much in, the, in this generation, this past mm-hmm. three years, right? Activision knows it's labeled as the bad guy. They also know that Call of Duty, right, is Call of Duty, which means that when they say Call of Duty, it's either energy, it's energizing a giant group of people, it's making a whole bunch of people pissed off, and then there's this group in the middle that don't really care, but if it's cool enough, they'll care, mm-hmm. like, right? Looking at this and talking about just the crossplay, before we even get into what they've talked about with the yeah. single player, right? Just the crossplay, that middle section of, hey, I don't have strong feelings one way or the other for Call of Duty. I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's just not my thing. You can't look at this and not go, that's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. That is a huge thing. That is a huge well, dick here, on the table the right now. Is like, like, I, this is what we're, this, we're Activision. We're Call of Duty. We're saying this can be done, and clearly we've made we're it. We're trying to change video games. Yeah. I think that's great because like the repercussions of this could be huge for every genre of game across yeah. all of them. And like here's a, here's a perfect example for me. You know how much I would love to get Crash Team Racing when it comes out on Switch and PlayStation 4 and be able to yeah. have cross-progression on that? Sure. I'd love that. Yeah. And I that sounded impossible before, and I feel like it will be impossible for a game coming out next month. Now, to be clear, just to put a, a pin in this, they talk about cross-play here. Yes. They didn't say anything about cross-progression. But I feel like this is... The baby steps. Oh, where sure. At, at oh, some yeah, point, yeah, yeah. It's like if you give a mouse a cookie, right? We're getting to the point where it's going to ask for the whole damn bag, and we're, we are the people asking. We want the damn bag. And cookies. it's like if we could get cross play for Call of Duty across PlayStation and Xbox, we can get some type of cross save progression system. Of course, because I mean, you figure no matter what, at the base level of this, this information is being pinged and saved to a server. What's, what is to stop me from, ha- and not to mention, this is literally what all these companies want. The Activision and EA and Ubisoft and Epic want me to go to their their uh, proprietary site, right, and log in with my email and link my accounts up so they can email me and mm-hmm. track my progress and see what I play and well, what I do. Well, more than that, uh, think about it for games like, like Destiny or Division or it seems to be Avengers. 
they're going to want as big of a player base for story number three. <laughs> as possible, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at all given times. And if you're allowing more friends to be able to play together, the communities for those games are going to be stronger. Yeah. Gary always talks about playing Division and being limited to, to who he gets to play with, right? Yeah, of course. And it's like, I feel like he would play more if he could play on the diff- uh, with people of, I, I guess he plays on Xbox, right? He plays on Xbox. Like and you guys play PlayStation 4. Yeah, so it's do, like, cool. there's those problems. But if that is solved, I feel like it's going to make these games as a service games better and stronger. Of course. And I mean, that is the future. And I, like, for real, like, to bend back the curtain, or peel back the curtain, I guess, right? The Judges Week presentation, they're going through, they're talking about single player, they're showing all these different videos from it, they're showing us the crazy tech they're using for audio and visual and how they're doing it, and then like, we're not talking about multiplayer today or whatever, this is a single player presentation, but we do want to talk high level about multiplayer, and they came out and it was very similar to this, where it was like, cool, you know, this year, this version of Call of Duty, our thing is to not fracture the player base. And so the maps are all going to be free. They're all, they're all going to be that. There is no season pass. Also, we're cross-play. Anyways, blah, blah, blah. And we and the room was literally like, whoa, wait, what? What did you, wait, what? Like, you know, like, it was, uh, w- w- everyone in that room was like, like, I remember looking at Brandon Jones from Easy House. I'm like, did you fucking say cross-play? Like, what, what are they talking about? And sure enough, they were talking about cross-play. So the thing that rubs me the wrong way right here is I feel like they're burying the lead. With all of this, like, sure. like if all of that is true, if the season pass is as good as it sounds, like well, that's free, the, yeah, yeah. There I mean, is no season pla- pass. It's free. Exa- if that, if the season pass situation, sorry, yeah, yeah. is as good as it sounds, and the crossplay is as good as it sounds. Shouldn't that be the message they're getting out there, right? Like, well, it depends, and I think it's it's a calculated move, right? Um, What's happening here? What we're, I mean, we should just get into this, obviously. Of course, the release date's October 25th. Sorry, we're having too much fun talking about this one aspect of it. The, the thing about this is what we've talked about a million times. And I, again, what we're talking about on this show is watching Activision slash Infinity Ward react to what the wins are in the industry, right? Mm-hmm. They're not leading with this information, right? Because why? I would labor the guess that they've heard it loud and clear that people want a single player thing from this right again this is taylor and this is jacob who are leading this project and taylor and jacob are the guys who came from naughty dog to infinity ward to go out and make more compelling single player stories and to tell or bring what they learned from narrative structuring on working on the last of us and uncharted games right they worked on infinite warfare right that was their the fir- that, that was their first i think in o- the only one kind of funny.com slash you're wrong i think that's the only one they got out so far and so for them to come in here and get to do this, it's interesting in the fact that it's them getting to come in and reboot this thing, right? Let, let's let's get into this, right, a little bit. Uh, I'm going to read... The, I got the press release and the fact sheet, and they're different intros. So which one do I want to go? We'll start with the fact sheet, and then I'll give a quick breeze of the press release. Um, the stakes have never been higher as players take on the role of lethal Tier 1 operators in a heart-racing saga that will affect the global balance of power. Call of Duty Modern Warfare engulfs fans in an incredibly raw, gritty, provocative narrative that brings unrivaled intensity and shines a light on the changing nature of modern war. Developed by the studio that started it all, Infinity Ward delivers an epic reimagining of the iconic Modern Warfare series from the ground up. Beyond the campaign, players will be thrust into the ultimate online uh, playground with a classic multiplayer experience and an all-new cooperative play mode featuring a collection of strategic co-op missions accessible to all skill levels. That only Call of Duty can deliver. Modern Warfare offers a unite or I'm sorry, a unified narrative experience and progression across campaign, multiplayer, and co-op. Call of, Duty Modern Warfare, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare features a fully optimized PC version, which will be available on Battle.net, Blizzard's uh, online gaming uh, platform. Single player. Call of Duty Modern Warfare pushes boundaries and breaks rules the only way Modern Warfare can with an edgy, edgy culturally, re- culturally relevant, and thought-provoking single-player campaign. Players will engage in breathtaking covert operations alongside a diverse cast of international special forces and freedom fighters throughout iconic European cities and volatile expanses of the Middle East. Fans will experience personalities from the Modern Warfare series, including the iconic Captain Price, while experiencing visceral frontline encounters with lethal tier one operators who work within the gray area of the rules of engagement. Single player is reflexive and strategic, supporting the narrative through a variety of different playstyles, including close quarter, stealth missions, and long range combat that puts tactical decision making to the ultimate test. Obviously, that's facts, sheet, bullet point, all these different things. It's not coincidence that Judges Week, you talk about McCaffrey's preview, mm-hmm. Brandon Jones was there, Victor Lucas was there with me, all these different people, right? Uh, 
that that embargo is timed here so that we can jump piggyback off of that. And I can say with all honesty and not blowing smoke, and I'm not a Call of Duty fan, full blown, right? I'm not, I'm not a hater, but like, as I said, when I was uh, talking about like the stupid naming convention, I thought, or arguing about how people are so mad about the naming convention, I should say. I'm the guy who plays a couple hours of the campaign and falls off and I play maybe with us for a party mode or something 45 minutes total. I've, I've played like what two party modes worth of blackout like you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Cool. I respect it. I'm not good at it. It's not really my bag. Right. And I feel like the single player usually just falls into too much like all right we're just warring for warring sake. That said that background this is unlike not only any call of duty I've ever seen I would say in terms of what it's wrestling with and how it's wrestling with and what it's doing to you, the player, and putting you into, it's putting you into positions similar to Spec Ops The Line, which is one, and I, not the whole Spec Ops The Line, if you're unfamiliar, was one that a Walt Williams written game, really very fascinating and uh, played with your mind. It's not doing the mind tricks of it, but it is putting you into really fucked up situations that you're left to deal with, right? And like, when I think of Call of Duty, right, I think of a bland, and I'm, I'm painting with a broad brush, bland brown i'm running around environments shooting things monster closets people are spawning that's what i'm doing and i'm fighting right more open areas blown out buildings i'm in a war zone which this definitely has and i'm going to get to especially for this single player thing the first single player thing they chose to show us right was the setup for what's going on in this world and i think one of the reasons they wanted to reboot and go back to modern warfare and not have it be call of duty modern warfare 4 right which is everybody was so mad about they had talked about during their presentation of course that modern warfare has been around a while now and they've the numbered ones have all gone and made their own storyline which has left the world in a very weird place right a nuke's gone off i think they said something about russia being bad or what i don't even know because i didn't play them through Mm -hmm. all the way but they've they've made story choices there right that have made it no longer you don't see as much of your own world in it when you look at it right what they chose to show us and start with right was this terrorist attack at piccadilly in london and it was that, you know, you're, I think, start as a cop or whatever. Your partner goes out to do it. They open up the back of the truck. There's all these bad guys in there. The truck races off. And just like, you know, a U-Haul kind of truck races off, then blows. And you're knocked back. And there's fucking, you know, your ears are ringing. There's shit all over the place. And it's horrible. And then it's cuts to the news footage of this and all these people that were killed. And it's like, it, what they, they want to do this in that way. And they talk about being provocative in here, right? You talk about, I think, what uh, Taylor and Jacob and Naughty Dog are known for, right? Of trying to give you something grounded and pull from and make you uh, feel, feel for it, right? That opening scene and then seeing the news reports of a terrorist attack in London and then even just watching that. And I know, obviously, I think when, when, this, when it was getting leaked, when it was getting leaked around, people were like, it's like the... Uh, quit Russian or whatever the mission the airport yeah. mission is what I call it but they, I know every, stop Russian or whatever where it was like you know no survivors or whatever and they went and killed everybody and that was really oh my god that's intense and that's crazy yeah this was intense and crazy but not in the way of remember that one was like we were the bad guys we had the guns or I'm, I'm shooting people in the airport like alright you didn't have to but it was like mm. This one, there's like nothing you can do, right? You're you're there for this terrorist attack, which you know, for me, smacks of the Boston bomb, you know, Boston bombings. Obviously, the Paris uh, attacks, like everything we've seen on the news before. But you are there in a first person view of it going down, which gives you more investment on top of just hating these people that are doing these kind of things. So then the next jump is into the boots of the tier one operators and moving in on this house in London where you know the terrorists are where they are and. It's an, again, you go from the streets of London, which I think is, again, and I'm being very broad brush and I'm no expert at Call of Duty, but what I think of, of a Call of Duty level, very open, very wide cars, I'm, you know, cover and shoot, shit like that, to all of a sudden, like, no, now you're infiltrating a house. You're not infiltrating, it's not a giant mission. It's not this, you're just running past things. This is you creeping through a house, and as soon as you go in, you know, it's night vision goggles on, or not as soon as you go, you go in, you know, Oh, a woman comes out to get tea. They grab her, wrestle her to the ground, sell her not to scream. Somebody cuts the the uh, the power right, so it's blackout. Then it's night vision goggles on, and then it's you, you guys like breaching into rooms and going in there, and there being you know terrorists, but just normal people who are not normal people, but like they're terrorists, but they're not like you know guns out, AKs, bandoliers strapped on. They're in there planning their next terrorist attack, talking about what just happened, all these different things. And it's you as they try to get guns, choosing who to shoot. Uh, you know, if there are, there are people there that aren't going to shoot or are they going to shoot, you don't really know. And it's all in that night vision, first person going through. And like what they had said in it that I, that as you're watching this made me squirm, but it's true, right? It 
looks as you pl- as they were playing it. I wasn't playing it as they were playing it for me. And this is canned video, like what live leak looks like mm. when you see those videos of like here's these fucking crazy ass horrible things happen. And it is that of going in there and terrorists grabbing, you know, whoever and putting a gun to his or her head. I forget. And then other people are like, she's going to the crib, but is she getting the baby? Is she getting a gun? I don't know. And all these different, and it's like, you know, you come around a thing and they shoot your friend through the door and you fall back. And it's, it wasn't that <clears throat> heavy metal riff call of duty, you know, ah, like that when you want to think and make fun of call of duty, it wasn't that it was a very much like, these people are there because their city was just attacked and they need to stop these people for the next attack. But then all of a sudden there are these things of how do I deal with this certain situation? You have the instant to react, but it's not, and I'm sure there's fail states in it and all these different mm-hmm. things. It was just heavy in a way that you're, it was crazy in the, the perspective and the way it went. I'm sorry. I know no, this, this sounds uh, like it's definitely on a line of going too far. Well, then it gets more interesting in this. So that there's that right and the, I, that they are, this is something I imagine they're ready for and their PR blasts are ready for. And again, they talk about in their thing, they want to be provocative and they want yeah. to be not edgy. Ed, they use the word edgy. They did they use edgy? They I, want to, I don't yeah. want to throw that out there. I think they're going to get that in good and bad ways mm-hmm. where again, that was unlike anything I had, I, I've done in a Call of Duty game. And I mean from the explosion, the, you know, the terrorist attack to this in terms of feeling and being connected to it again. I'm not trying to take away from the Russian mission and I'm also not trying to say that I've played every Call of Duty and I know every beat for everything, right? Here's where they're they're definitely going to get fucked with and like they're definitely going to get headlines and it's definitely going to have think pieces as it should. Right. They talk about in this press release when they're, they're going on about it. Right. Tier one operators. You are the special forces. You are the people you'd expect to be. You're out there. You know, the night vision goggles, all the cool tech doing all the cool thing. They mentioned the freedom fighters in here. Right. They had introduced two of them, a brother and sister combo that are working with the tier one operators. Right. But like in their own way, they're often doing their things. You're off doing their the tier one is off doing theirs. They were like, you're going to play as these, uh, the brother and sister thing uh, later on in the, in, in the story as the adults or whatever. But we also are giving you why they're, wh- what their story is and how they got here, which then led to a gameplay flash uh, footage of a flashback, which was the brother and sister as children in their war-torn uh, Middle Eastern country. I'm not sure. Uh, I, didn't, I don't think I jotted it down. And it's all happening very fast, obviously. But in their war-torn country, right? And it starts with... You're the player is playing as the, the, the daughter, the girl, the sister, whatever, and she's under a bunch of rubble, and it's her dad unpacking the, the rocks and rebar off her, and they, they're being bombed, right? They're being attacked by Russians because they uh, helped, you know, they, 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 they think that this town helped the rebels or whatever, and they didn't necessarily do, or maybe they did. I'm not even sure. But it's then it's like, okay, cool. Now you are an unarmed child, and now you are running from these guys rolling in. They're dropping tear gas. They're shooting your your town they're blowing them away it's like you're da- you're running with your dad your dad has that like fr- frantic voice of like come with me running and picking you up and running with you and you're a kid you're crying you're screaming and then you get back and i'm gonna spoil this stuff for you by the way i mean i think it's important for the conversation here uh you get back to the house which is where your brother was going to be your dad goes in and shuts the door your brother is there okay we got to get out of here i think your mom's already dead at this point, but we didn't see that. It's like dad said that's what happened. I believe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we did see it. Uh, we get there though. And boom, you know, uh, the bad guys kicking the door, right? This Russian with a gas mask on and, uh, he's huge. He's hulking. Your dad's an, a normal dude, right? So they get into this fight and they're brawling around and, uh, you know, they're going back and forth or whatever. And like, uh, the dad, I think is able to, no, the, the, they're wrestling with a knife, and then the dad gets stabbed. This all is man. Your dad gets fatally wounded, right? And then you, as a kid, pick up the AK, and it kicks, and you shoot the Russian and kill him. Or, or no, you don't actually kill him yet, sorry. You, you, your dad gets wounded. He gets, he's going to bleed out over here and die. He's pinned up against the wall. The Russian then is attacking you and attacking your brother, so then you have to run around the house that's now on fire and basically come up and stealth, not kill, but eventually kill, stealth attack the Russian, right? You, I, I think you find a screwdriver and like you stab him in the calf right from behind and this isn't like cartoony this isn't dark soulsies you aren't empowered at all from what i'm seeing here right you are very much a child trying to figure out how to save hopefully your father hopefully your brother hopefully Mm -hmm. yourself as this guy is going through that's hunting you and shooting at you if he finds you eventually they get him down he's you know you stab the guy in the neck but he's choking your brother but he throws you off against a wall but then there's the ak you do it you do it you it kicks up way too much like you're not like a perfect shot or anything mm-hmm. you kill the russian you get over to your dad who's about to die he gives you you know a final couple words or whatever and that's like the scene and it's like that's 
another fucking level of intensity. And we, for as much as we talk about video games being art and pushing boundaries and making you uncomfortable and blah, 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 like this is one of those games that's doing it. And this is one of those games that is Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. And so that's a whole other ball of wax as to how that'll be interpreted and what people are going to think about that and what people yeah. are going to do with it and stuff. It left me in a place of, I want to play this campaign. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, it, cool. it, what that's I've, great. What I've seen makes me uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. not uncomfortable in the way like, when I but see going too far when I see a live leak video that mm-hmm. is like oh my god somebody's about to really die like I can't I turn this off get out of there right like it's it's clearly trying to tell a story and it's clearly trying to put stuff that's really happening in the world into the controller for you to that's go great. And do it. and so like is that going to connect with you? like this was a conversation I had with a lot of the judges on the bus throughout the week right of like man that call of duty was heavy right and it's like yeah what's blah blah, blah. And like and it's going to be for people it's going to not be for people it, it for a traditional call of duty audience is it going to be for them I don't know is that you know is it going to be that they're not getting the thing out of it because they just want to run the multi I don't know I don't know what to do with that but I also don't think because they're call of duty they shouldn't have the chance to do that yeah they absolutely. shouldn't have the chance to wrestle with that information we'll see I mean I'm, I'm definitely interested to see it yeah, um, yeah, because it, it sounds like something I'm not interested in. Yeah. But hearing you say that you are kind of sways me a bit because I love single player games. And yeah. it's like if they can have a great campaign that is captivating and you know doing something different, that'd be really cool. Yeah, it's going to be really fascinating. And then on top of that, it is you know like I mentioned briefly, they went through all the tech of it, right? Of like how they were able to now do this new real life capture of environments and then put them into the game so they, they actually look awesome and they're like this is a car we found at this burned out place and this like mm-hmm. they are all like really trying on that level let alone then they did a whole bunch of stuff with sound where they were talking about like directional like you know you you're always so crazy about your totally sound bar yeah exactly yeah. like they i have built this game for that where Great. it's like here's how this gun sounds on this alleyway you know what i mean and here when we get close to the bus boom boom and you hear it like you hear the sound echoing off it let alone the shells kicking off the gun and then hitting off the side of the bus and wow. stuff like that like they're really impressed with all the tech about it, but cool. for sure it's this, it, it's it's a very interesting thing of, it's this crazy narrative, it is this insanity of crossplay. it is this technical powerhouse, like, it's going to be fascinating to see how it's received, what people think of it. I'm interested to go read, you mentioned McCaffrey's uh, yeah. preview went up, obviously, every stuff just went up as we went live. Uh, it'll be fascinating to see what everybody thinks about it. Obviously, as you see it all, ladies and gentlemen, what you think of it, let us know patreon.com slash kind of funny games give me your questions comments concerns we can talk about it tomorrow i asked i think andrea is here but she's in the uk or coming back from the uk and you said she's gonna have jet lag and couldn't do gamescast so i'm not sure what's happening we'll keep you posted on everything else number two on the roper report 30 minutes in strap in ladies and gentlemen xbox game pass is coming to pc along with a bunch of other stuff let's read from phil spencer's post over on the xbox forums and stuff and i mean i don't mean the xbox forums i mean like you know newswire and major nelson blogging all that jazz Two years ago, when we launched Xbox Game Pass on Xbox One, and since then, we've seen how valuable a curated library of high-quality games can be for players and game developers alike. It offers a great way to discover and play your favorite next game or your next favorite game. We researched whether a similar opportunity exists for PC players and PC game developers, and we believe that it does. We also consider the importance of bringing something new and additive to the PC gaming ecosystem, and we believe that we can. So we designed a service specifically for the needs of PC gamers and PC game developers. It's called Xbox Game Pass, just like the original, but it's a new experience that we are building together with the PC community. Xbox Game Pass for PC will give players unlimited access to a curated library of over 100 high-quality PC games on Windows 10. From well-known PC game developers and publishers such as Bethesda, Deep Silver, Devolver Digital, Paradox Interactive, Sega, and more. And, just as we committed on the console, it is our intent to include new games from Xbox Game Studios in Xbox Game Pass for PC the same day as their global release, including titles from newly acquired studios like Obsidian and In Exile. We are working with over 75 developers and publishers to bring PC content to the service and will ensure the library remains curated and full of great PC titles across a variety of genres, with new games added every month. Xbox Game Pass for PC members will also receive discounts in the Microsoft Store on Windows of up to 20% off on games currently in the library and up to 10% off related game DLC and add-ons. We look forward to sharing more at E3, including the great games coming to the library, as well as more details on when you'll experience the new Xbox Game Pass service for PC gamers.
Our intent is to make Xbox Game Studios PC games available. Now we're switching gears. I took off the subtitle. There was multiple PC announcements. Stick with me. We're switching gears. Our intent is to make our Xbox Game Studios PC games available in multiple stores, including our own Microsoft Store on Windows at launch. We believe you should have choice in where you buy your PC games. In March, we announced that Halo, the Master Chief Collection, will come to PC later this year, launching on Steam in addition to the Microsoft Store on Windows. We will continue to add the more than 20 Xbox Game Studio titles to Steam, starting with Gears 5 and all of Age of Empire, or I'm sorry, all Age of Empires 1, 2, and 3 Definitive Editions. We know millions of PC gamers trust Steam as a great source to buy PC games, and we've heard the feedback that PC gamers would like choice. We also know that there are other stores on PC, and we are working to enable more choice in which you can find our Xbox Game Studio titles in the future. We want to bring players together to create a shared player community regardless of where they play. So it's our intent that the new Xbox Game Studios titles, including features such as voice and text chat, LFG, friends lists, and cross-play across PC and console. On Windows 10, you'll find this functionality in the Xbox Game Bar, which will continue to evolve and expand. This is great. It's all happening. You know, like all, all on like, the same day. Yeah, Microsoft, Microsoft's kind of uh, leading the charge with a lot of this stuff. We've been talking about it forever, and I, I think that this is just another step towards a, a future that is going to change how we play video games, where we play video games, all of that. Yeah. Um. I I like that they're keeping the branding the same. Like I think that's very important to just get to a, a point where it is just a consistent. It's Game Pass. It is what it is. I'm a little shocked that, that it's, it's not, not the just the same yeah. service yeah yeah um and i wonder why you would assume and i'm talking out my ass of course as usual technical limitations that mm-hmm. if, uh, that an xbox is not a pc as close as it is it's not a pc so yeah. it's not as simple as flipping the switch and putting that stuff out there yeah i'm just i'm i'm interested in like then maybe have like just two sections though of the same thing right like these yeah. are xbox games these are pc games like that doesn't seem like it would be too hard this seems like a cash grabby move um, and not that's not a bad thing. It's a business. They're offering a product. Like if you want this, you can get that. You don't. They don't need to offer it all for free, right? Or not free, but you know what I mean. I know what you mean under one umbrella. Although that is going a step away from the direction I would hope they would go. We always talk about wanting them to just straight up combine Xbox Live and Xbox Game Pass. Like have just one service. Keep it clean. Keep it clear. Um, and I think we'll get there. Me too. I would assume. I, I think it's just I feel like this is kind of a splinter, though. I agree. I agree that it's a splinter right here, but I think they'll get there in the long run. But yeah, this is just the first wave of how mm-hmm. to figure it out and how to get there. It makes me interesting because I'm the guy who's been screaming that I do believe Xbox streaming is coming to Switch, and, 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 and at that level, so would Xbox Game Pass. And I guess that is different than this, where if it was, all right, cool, we're using the Xbox streaming service then you don't need to worry about downloading stuff or you know, it, it would be easier to get Game Pass on it that I way. Mean, but it wouldn't be on it natively. Yeah, I mean, Xbox Game Pass, Xbox Edition, theoretically, would in work. this future we're thinking yeah, about, yeah. would work on PC as well, right? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah if they wanted portal. it to, if, yeah, yeah to, to be streamed. But then it's like, that is like not native game playing on the thing. Right, right, right. Whereas the, you would be playing PC games with the Xbox Game Pass PC Edition. I don't know. But then, yeah. Then why? <laughs> I think, I think Switch and Xbox would still work. And I think that's because you'd be using xCloud, which would be putting everything through that way. And then I guess, but PC, I see, I see what we're talking about. I think the fact that I'm, there will never be a native Xbox Game Pass Switch. There, yeah. And so you're only using the Xbox version of anything. Uh-huh. That's all it is. So mm-hmm. I think you're just using it to win. Yeah. I digress. Dapper Steven with a PH writes in to patreon.com slash games and says, uh, Phil Spencer just put up a blog post about all this stuff saying, our intent is to make our Xbox games studios PC games available in multiple stores. When do we start referring to Xbox as a third-party publisher? The lines have already started to blur with Xbox slash Microsoft, and it seems like each step they have taken recently has been more towards blurring those lines and for the gamer, in quotes. That's not a bad thing because it means more places to game in. If Xbox is selling games on both Steam and Nintendo currently, and with the other quote of quote, we also know that there are other stores on PC and we are working to enable more choice in which he's talking about Epic Games. Uh, Does this not mean that they are already third party and that they just so happens to have a console or are they say saving that saving for when they go to the you know how he's talking yeah what about it tim i think i think as long as they're making hardware and these are proprietary xbox systems that are branded xbox and all these different things it's the new way to be a 
brand. It's the new way. I, you know what I mean? It, it strikes me so much in a lot of ways is when we were at IGN and it started when I was at IGN originally and it was like, we're never putting our stuff on YouTube. We wanted mm-hmm. to come to IGN.com. And then eventually it was that dis- discovery of, oh, people don't do it that way. You consume, you have your subs on YouTube. That's where you get your footage or your content. You have, you thought, you know, on Facebook, you see things in your feed and you click on it that way. Twitter, Instagram, like it uh, Snapchat. Yeah. It wasn't that people are coming to dot coms anymore in the same way. People aren't coming to an Xbox necessarily anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's all just semantics and labels that, uh, at some point are going to be outdated. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you're right. It is console based, like hardware based. That's what separates it, I guess, because that is really the only difference between at this point. Um, well, not at this point, but going down this direction. Like, if we can imagine where Xbox is going to be, there's no difference between Ubisoft and Xbox with the exception of a console, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that there's that, but it's in the same way that, like, what's an indie game? You know, like, a, a long time ago, that would be something like Limbo, like these smaller titles, but now it's like indie game, indie studios can be owned by PlayStation. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like it all just kind of like who cares? Well, it's, it's the old argument of like, remember when I was like, oh well, uh, Spider Man, PlayStation, mm-hmm. Spider Man on PlayStation Four is a second party game. Yeah, and Insomniac responded, being like, actually, no, second party's dead. Like that's not a thing it is anymore. We're first party because they're paying for yeah. this game. And, and, like, and so that's right. the thing is like it's. When will they be third party? I don't know. I, I feel like at some point, like we just use those words because we've used them for exactly. It's a, shorthand, and we know what it means. And yeah. That's how we move with it. But um, I, I don't know, man. I think E three is gonna be really interesting for understanding exactly where Microsoft's. And that's be the thing. Well, I, I honestly, in a lot of, I mean, we're gonna have you know, kind of funny games cast is recording today. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. It'll be up obviously on Friday on or no, yeah, on Friday on demand on Patreon, and then up for everybody on YouTube and podcast services Monday. This is the traditional E three pre- prediction thing. And I, it's funny when I started thinking about it today, it was just like so many of my predictions seem like service based mm-hmm. and like that kind of thing where it's not about games and titles anymore as much as it is about tech and future and where you're putting it. Yeah. And I, I feel like to answer Stephen's question a different way, like I think that who cares when you well, <laughs> it is who cares for sure. But uh, I, I think there's the, the the people that get really riled up over console exclusivity mm-hmm. when PC gets brought into play. Where uh, I've always been like, all right, who can, if it, it's exclusive to either PlayStation or Xbox, that's what we're talking about. It also coming on uh, PC doesn't lessen the value of it being quote unquote exclusive, right? Yeah. But for some reason, people feel like it does. Like there's a group of people that, that really fight by that. Like Street Fighter V wasn't exclusive to PlayStation because it was also on PC. It's like, yeah, but. It was though because yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't when on you think Xbox. about exclusives. Yeah, that's what yeah, and like there, there's the the rumors going around about Death Stranding eventually coming to PC. Oh, really? That's it. Yeah, that's it makes been, sense. Right, that's now. been I mean, going I mean, around. And PlayStation wants their money. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. You don't know. I don't know shit. Idiot. I'll tell you somebody who does know something. It's a made-up name guy, Joe Screbbles from IGN, who talks about Avengers details. Uh, Joe says, and again, he's not real. He's made up. I think it's still Goldfarb, but writing on our penny. <laughs> Marvel's Avengers. Only got an official title yesterday, but seemed to have mistakenly got some early gameplay details soon after. It's spotted by Evan Falarka on Twitter via PC Gamer. A since-revised E3 Coliseum show listing for the game seemed to reveal elements of what's in store from the Crystal Dynamics game. Here is the original description in full. Embrace your powers and join key members of the development team at Crystal Dynamics and the creative team at Marvel Games as they talk exclusively about the upcoming Marvel's Avengers. This is the defining Avengers gaming experience, an epic action adventure that combines cinematic storytelling with continuous single player and cooperative gameplay. Moderated by Andrea Renee, assembles in teams. Oh, assemble in teams up to four players, master extraordinary abilities, customize your heroes to fit your playstyle, and combine powers to defend an ever-expanding world under constant threat, end quote. Joe, again, a made-up name, says, the mentions of continuous single-player and co-op, uh, uh, combining powers as a team, and customizable heroes is giving me a Destiny meets Injustice vibe that I'm entirely okay with. And I hate to agree with a made-up person, but yeah, that's what it sounds like, right? Yeah. Interesting, because this was a big debate yesterday with Gary and me, and it's been obviously since they announced it. What is this Avengers game going to be, right? Yeah. And obviously, there had been rumors of it being a multiplayer Destiny kind of thing. The fact that, and, but I kept leaning back to its Crystal Dynamics single player storytelling is so their jam. What is it actually going to be? It's interesting that they're and, saying and both. What's interesting there is, you know, like I don't know at what point they're rumors and what point they're just a lot of facts that point a certain way. Yeah. Where you know, Crystal single player games. Tomb Raider, very cinematic, very Naughty Dog-esque, right? Yeah. And I feel like 
you hear, oh, they're going to do Avengers. You're like, that's what I want. But then we heard all the stuff about the, the people that they were hiring, and uh, you see all the the LinkedIn profiles yeah. and all that that did hint very clearly at games as a service, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, people, the people that want the single player cinematic experience, um, were let down by that. You know, myself included. You both, I would say. Yeah. Um, but if it is games as a service, you know, I'm not the Destiny guy. Like you guys know me, you know the games that I play. Um, but play Nintendo, you don't care. Uh, it, but Avengers, though, could be the thing that, that makes gets you me care, one. right? Yeah. And I, I, I hope that if it is that, which it sounds like it is, that it kind of combines and is the best of both worlds. That, that was situation. my thing. Is, and, and stick with me. You know, I love The Division 2, right? And I enjoy Destiny 2 and stuff. Those stories are so forgettable And for me. And I know Fran and Andrea will go on and on about well, fucking the Lich King or whoever they fucking shot last night. But like for me and Division 2, right? Like, whatever. There's factions I'm fighting. Whatever. I'm a character. You can't get away with that in Avengers. No. You can't and, be whatever. I'm, I have a shield. And that's whatever. I have is, a hammer. You know, some of my favorite or if not my favorite first person shooters of all time are the, the early Halo games, right? Yeah. That's Bungie. Bungie you go into destiny i remember trying just to do the single player campaign in destiny and i'm like this is clearly it's not an afterthought right. but it's clearly just um something that's there to progress to the multiplayer stuff that i was trying to avoid yeah um and that's my problem playing a game in a way that it's not intended to be played mm-hmm. um but you gotta imagine and hope that with crystal behind this and it being avengers it being characters and stories that you know, I are at an all time high in terms of the public um, interest. Of course, I'm hoping that this could be a bit of both to the point that it is the story that I want, but it also kind of gets me into games as a service in a way that like I like. Yeah, but I don't know. Like we'll have to see. I I'm excited to see gameplay because the single player co op. I don't know how they're gonna balance all of that. Yeah, like that sounds rough and um, like a challenge that I you know. Spider-Man was so great because you felt like Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. God of War mm-hmm. was so great mm-hmm. because you felt like Thor. Um, I don't know that this is going to be able to make you feel like... This is what we talked about yesterday with Gary, where I was talking about it. of like, cool, single player to me makes sense, but then it sucks to just choose one. But then it also would suck to have, hey, guess what, guys? You have a roster of 10 Avengers, and they all they feel all right. They all yeah. feel okay. Yeah. You know, Thor, I, so I, I gave the reference yesterday of Kratos, right? Like, when Leviathan came back to you that first time, like, oh, fuck. So if I call back Mjolnir or even uh, Stormbreaker or whatever, mm-hmm. right? It, when it, and it doesn't feel awesome, it's like, you know, yeah. got awarded this better. Yeah, and it's like, at, at what point is it a crystal game? Mm-hmm. And at what point is it a Marvel Ultimate Alliance game? Yeah. You know? And that's the, and and, that's the other thing, too, is Marvel Ultimate Alliance out this summer, right? Like, mm-hmm. What what is going to separate that from this? Yeah, and is that a, just the level of AAA kind of polish to yeah, it? Yeah, and I, that's not to hate on Ultimate Alliance. It looks oh, like no, it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh no, I can't fucking wait for Ultimate Alliance. But we know what that game is going to be. Yeah, you know, and I feel like there's expectations for for this Avengers game that uh, I they're high. It's they're they're very high, and like I, I'm going to be shocked if they nail it. But we'll see. Also, like shout out yesterday. Yeah, after we went off the air, somebody tweeted me saying, hey, people on Reset Era keep pointing out that the new Avengers logo looks with the triangle cut out of it looks like a four. Yeah. And I was like, ah, that would make sense, right? If four it was a yeah, four player doing your thing. Number four on the Roper Report and arguably, you know what? Inarguably, the most important news of the day, <laughs> Ghostbusters is back. <laughs> Saber Interactive has announced Ghostbusters the video game remastered, an HD re-release of the acclaimed action-adventure game featuring the original cast of the Columbia Pictures classic films. Ghostbusters the video game remastered delivers a unique story from Dan Aykroyd and the late great Harold Ramis that captures the supernatural comedic fun and frights fans love from the franchise, which celebrates the 35th anniversary of Ghostbusters this year. Uh, then this is uh, from the PlayStation blog, blog. I'm pulling this. We're incredibly honored and excited to announce Ghostbusters, the video game remastered, will be launching on PlayStation 4 in 2019. All of the in-game videos and cutscenes were found on a hard drive in storage from one of the original creators in remastered in 4K. The great storytelling and audio has all been preserved and enhanced features and lighting complete with the package. Going away from the PlayStation blog, back to the general press release. Ghostbusters the video game remastered is expected to launch later this year on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch. Hell yeah, baby. And PC via the Epic Games Store. For more information, you can go to playghostbusters.com. Yay! Same How stoked happening. are you, Greg? I'm real stoked. Ghostbusters was a great video game. I enjoyed it back in the day, and I'm excited to play it again. All I ask is they just throw away the fucking multiplayer. Or leave the multiplayer in, just don't put trophies to it like you did before. <laughs> 
because I wanted You're the Ghostbusters platinum so bad, but yeah. you needed to print off this checklist and again, certain ghosts to spawn and then there was a glitch for a while that they didn't and I, I'm like, you know what? I got to walk away. But this, this was a easy. great time for video games when, when this game came out because yeah. between this, Batman, Arkham Asylum yeah. and Transformers, uh, War for Cybertron was the first one. Yeah. It was like all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's these licensed games that are that are good? Yeah. What? Like this can't, they can exist? What is happening right now? Like I remember this game being awesome. Yeah, it'll be interesting how it holds up. Um, what my IGN review I don't remember. I guess I can look up. So kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Tell me what I gave it. I want to say eight something, right? And that sounds right. But I mean, sure. the thing is it nailed Ghostbusters. Right. right? It, it the, was a it, Ghostbusters game that felt like it belonged in the movie universe, which correct. is kind of the best compliment you can give a licensed property. 100%. Yeah. And, and it, it, I mean, the biggest thing about it, and this is a sad wrinkle to it, right, is that it's the last time we'll get all four of the Ghostbusters together again, right? And of course, Harold Ramis passed away since then. And so this is, for all intents and purposes, the closest you're going to get to that kind of Ghostbusters 3. I'm sure they'll do, you know, whatever the new Ghostbusters is going to be with this. Uh, uh, Jason Reitman, I'm excited about, but it, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it'll have people in it, but whatever. Barrett Courtney, you're coming in. I wasn't expecting this. Kevin, is his mic up? No. You gave it. Exactly an eight. I gave it exactly an eight. That's good. Boom. It'll be interesting to see how it holds up now. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it was a different time and it was a different thing and I was a different reviewer, obviously. But it's going to be on Switch. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's a, it's a fun, great game. Like, it's just... You know, it, I remember one of the things is it's very much like you're talking about it fits in the universe. Like they obviously play the tropes, right? Like you're back in the Sedgwick fighting Stay Puft, and I know you'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. And oh, guess what? Gozer's back. And it's like, all right, cool. I would like to see something new, but I'm excited to have a cool Ghostbusters yeah. that has all the Ghostbusters in it and do around and do this stuff. So I'm stoked. You should be stoked too. Let's see what happens. Uh, and then number five. Uh, this is from PC Gamer Sean Prescott. Iron Maiden the band is suing Iron Maiden the game. Cool. Iron Maiden is a 2018 first-person shooter indebted to the genre classics of the 90s. Iron Maiden is a British heavy metal rock band uh, best known for its 1982 album, The Number of the Beast. You can probably see where this is going. The names attached to these two different things are similar and feathers have been ruffled. That's according to a story in Blabbermouth, which reports that the holding company for Iron Maiden has filed a trademark infringement lawsuit to the tune of $2 million against 3D Realms, the publisher of Iron Maiden. Quote, defendants... uh, Iron Maiden name is nearly identical to the Iron Maiden uh, trademark in appearance, sound, and overall commercial impression. The lawsuit reads, it characterizes the infringement as incredibly blatant and as a virtually identical imitation. So, if you are any of the Iron Maiden band fans, I don't know. Or if you're any of the Iron Maiden game fans, I don't know. Stay tuned, everybody. Uh, Bear Courtney's back on the mic. Ion Maiden. Is the game? Oh really? Yeah, that screwed up. Oh, yeah. that, okay. oh, it wasn't a typo. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's later on in the thing, right? Yeah. Oh well, there you go. If you know Iron Maiden, a game I've never heard of, in a band <laughs> I haven't talked about in a long time, enjoy yourself. Yeah, yeah I, I wonder band, how they found how this game, game and how this came to their attention. I, I some narcs on Twitter. Yeah. You kidding me? You can't do anything fun over that here. That was cool, Greg. Right now, if I sit here and say, guess what? Jonathan Dornbush stinks. Everybody's going to tweet at him and tell him, hey, hey Dornbush, Greg thinks you stink. Hey, and now it's a giant thing, and i got to fucking apologize tomorrow. Stinky Don't apologize. Bush. Just double down on it. He stinks. Wait, so like, the, the like game, literally. He's a great dude, just smelly. The game itself, Confirm or deny, Barry. You sat next to him a lot. Fuck. I don't want to... I can neither... Confirm or deny! No, I can't! He doesn't stink. He's a great kid. What's up over there? The game is called Iron Maiden? I-O-N, yeah. Iron. Interesting. Ion. Who cares? Let's talk about our sponsors, ladies and gentlemen. First, it's Omaha Steaks. This Father's Day, give Dad a gift packed with the Omaha Steaks he craves. Meet it up. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code KFGAMES to meet it up in the search bar for 74% off Father's Day steak fix gift package. A $235 value now for only Mm $59.99. Order and you'll get two. Tender filet mignons, two bold top sirloins, two savory pork chops, four Omaha steak burgers, four massive gourmet jumbo franks, so four crispy chicken fried steaks, all meat meatballs, four premium chicken breasts. That was all beef meatballs, <laughs> but meatballs. I tried to say four. Four caramel apple tartlets for dessert, a packet of Omaha steak signature seasoning, and you'll get four extra Omaha steak burgers for free. Give this amazing package as a gift to your dad or stock up for the incredible summer grilling, all for 74% off. Kevin, do we like it? Oh my god, we love it so much. We are big fans here. I didn't. I forgot to take the excess meat home last night. I know, though. I know. Omaha, did you hear this? 
No. That all, we, we, they sent two giant crates of Omaha steaks, right? But we haven't had time. We were busy mm. at E3. We haven't barbecued, so we put it in the freezer. And now Kevin says it's making the ice smell like meat, oh, so we yeah. got to get it out. Yeah. What a kind of funny problem to have. We got meat water. I actually think... <laughs> I actually think it was the stuff in the other side of the fridge. Oh, great. Yeah, so it's better now. Oh, perfect. Okay, good then. Uh, Omaha Steaks delivers 100% guaranteed world-class steaks, burgers, franks, and more. Order with confidence from America's original butcher. Again, order now and you'll get this exclusive Omaha Steaks Father Day Steak Fix package valued at $235 for $59.99. Go to omahasteaks.com, type the code KFGAMES into the search bar. Don't wait. This offer ends soon. Go to omahasteaks.com, type KFGAMES in the search bar, and get them delicious Steaks, meet it up. Meet it up. We're also brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community for creators with more than 25,000 classes in design, businesses, and more. Premium membership gives you unlimited access so you can join the classes and communities that are right for you. Whether you want to fuel your curiosity, creativity, or even your own career, Skillshare is the perfect place to keep you learning and thriving just like Tim did, right, Tim? It's all true. I love Skillshare. I love the tutorial videos. I love that it helps you do a variety of different programs on the computer system. Oh, good. I like all the Adobe Creative Cloud stuff. Kevin's over there. Kevin was doing, you said computer systems. So Kevin did this just for me. Just for me that he was using a keyboard. No, honestly, love Skillshare. It it really makes things uh, easy to understand and easy to follow along with. And it it teaches you invaluable tools and foundation to be able to, to go forward in your creative endeavors for years to come. Skillshare is also super affordable. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. Join more than 7 million creators learning with Skillshare. The first 500 to go to youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Click on this episode of KFGD and use the link in the description. Get a free two month trial. That's the first 500 people who sign up, get a free or two month trial. Go to our thing. Click on it. YouTube. You know how it is. Watch Skill a party it mode while you're there. Scale it up. Meet it up. Scale it up. Tim. Yes. I, of course, am excited mm-hmm. for Ghostbusters. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know that about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we don't know when it's coming out. We it's don't. still so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Anarchy is on Switch. Age of Mages. Last Keeper is on Ages Switch. Ages of Mages. Super Kane Magic Zero is on PlayStation 4 and Switch. Outer Wilds is on Xbox One and PC. Gato Roboto is on Switch and PC. Uh, do you know anything about Gato Roboto? No. No. Metroidvania. No, I know about it. Metroidvania uh, cat mech game from Devolver, right? Is it the one that kind of looks like a Game Boy game if it wasn't? Black Green. and white. If it was black and white, yeah, 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 yeah okay. totally. The funny, th- the one to tell you here. Of course, I have the game on my Switch. I haven't had the chance to play it, so I can't comment on that or about it. But just funny little industry thing. Yesterday, when Kojima tweeted out about you know uh, Death Stranding, Devolver D- D- Digital responded, uh, "Hey, do you need a publisher? Like we have we have some money or whatever." As a joke, because mm-hmm. clearly it's published. Yeah. Right? Today, they t- Devolver Digital tweeted out about Gato Roboto, uh-huh. and Shuhei Yoshida said, "Hey, do you need a publisher? DM me." <laughs> Love it. 30 and 1 game collection comes to Switch. 30 and 1 game collections finally coming to Switch. 30 games in one. Wow. Dynabomb is on Switch. Cricket Captain 2019 is on PC. World of Myths is on PC. Retro Pixel Racers is on PC. Rotatex is on PC. Wonder Boy The Dragon's Trap is on mobile devices. Warhammer Chaos and Conquest. I'm sure he is. Launches on mobile. Hugh, a game I really enjoyed on the PlayStation Vita, is coming to Nintendo Switch June 6th. Check that one out. And then Super K and Magic Zero launches yeah, I, on Switch, PS4, and we PC. Just gave, we just gave. I, I was, yeah, I screwed it up because they were already on there. See, we gave them two th- shoutouts. Super K and Magic Zero, you owe me a thousand dollars. New dates for you. Super Blood Hockey is coming to PlayStation Four and Xbox One. PlayStation Four will be June fourth slash fifth. That's North America and EU respectively, and then June seventh on Xbox One. Shatter: Tale of a Forgotten King is available on early access on Steam on June fourth. Uh, Triton Survival is coming to Steam on June twenty first. Triton. I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> We love Jason Derulo. Uh, deals of the day for you, PlayStation. And that's the first parts of their PlayStation deals of, or I'm sorry, PlayStation Days of Play. This is June 7th through the 17th. You can get a Jet Black 1 terabyte PS4 Pro for $350. PlayStation VR bundles are there. You got DualShock things. Days Gone, God of War, Spider-Man, MLB The Show all start at $19.99. That's a steal. Wow. And then PlayStation Hits games start at $9.99. Uh, you can check with your local retailer. Of course, the PlayStation blog has more on all of that. Wow. That, 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 that. 
Uh, reader mail, let's why not get one. We're going to start with Pete from Buffalo, who wrote into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and says, congrats to Greg and Andrea on booking the Star Wars reveal event at EA Play. And now, apparently, if the rumors are true, Avengers for Andrea at the EA E3 Coliseum. Am I hosting something? Maybe. What? Can't tell you yet. When you get offered events such as this, do you have the opportunity to get a behind closed doors look at the game before accepting the offer to host? Well, Pete, it varies game to game, opportunity to opportunity. Um, you know, like for what would be the most recent one we can talk about? I guess uh, Borderlands 3? Mm. No, we didn't see anything ahead of time, right? But that the whole deal was, hey, we need to host this pre-show and post-show. Now, I say, you say before accepting the offer. That's the thing. Obviously, when we got there for rehearsals, we got to see the Borderlands presentation. So when we went, went and did it live, we already knew what was coming. We knew how that was going to go. That's usually the way it goes. Uh, again, I'm hosting something at the Coliseum. I don't think it's been announced. I have a call about that today. So I'm going to, I, I just this morning, right? I got a, a PowerPoint and a whole bunch of B roll to look through and be like, oh, okay, this is what the game looks like. This is what it is. Obviously, well, when you see, I've known of the game for a while. It wasn't like, you know, this shocking, but the announcements I hadn't known, I didn't know what mm-hmm. it is. It's all about weighing it against what you're out to accomplish, right? I was on the subreddit yesterday talking to kids about, or our kids, you, the fans, 35 year olds with two children, uh, about, you know, doing this and stuff. For me, these hosting opportunities are always simple, right? It's, You've come to me because I'm Greg Miller, which means you want me to be Greg Miller, which means that on the same day I can be like, yeah, I'm hosting the Star Wars panel at EA Play. We can have a very involved conversation with you, me, and Gary about like, what is this? Is this the right move? Is it right? You're not happy with it? Blah, 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 blah. This lineup's weird. Why aren't they talking about Anthem? All that jazz. And that whoever's hiring me knows that's what they're hiring me and that I can do that. However, I didn't get to come in and do what I miss doing, which is doing the Up at Noon interviews. Like when when we had developers come through for Up at Noon, that was one of my favorite parts of the week is sitting down and talking to somebody who's incredibly passionate about this thing they've made. They can finally talk about it. They're excited to talk about it. That was awesome. And I think if you go back and watch the Gearbox uh, uh, event for Borderlands, right, the post show when me and Andrea sit down and talk to Paul, I believe, but I, that might not be right, about the game, that's not scripted. That was us. Uh, he had come through and like, hey, well, yeah, we want to talk about this thing. Oh, he's, okay. All right, cool. And we got out there and just talked to him. And the conversation mm-hmm. totally deviates away that we never even bullet pointed or talked about before. Yeah. Because that's how this works. We get to go out there and talk to people about their cool ass video games. And we've mm-hmm. been doing it long enough and having a great time doing it. That that's what it's about. So in the case of this EA thing. Yeah. Uh, did you get the opportunity to get a behind closed doors look at the game before accepting? I have effort? not seen anything for that. You have not seen for uh, Jedi. Uh, Jedi. Yeah. 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 Uh, but you assume by the time we get to there, I will have, of course. But it's the same idea. Right. Well, I don't know. I don't think I'm violating anything. But it's the same idea again where it's not. I'm not scripted. I'm, I, I have cards that are more like, hey, this B, this is always a thing. We have B-roll for this, mm-hmm. so make sure you get us somewhere to do this. I always talk about it. When I host a Comic-Con panel or a PAX panel or a thing like this, right, the, the job you're bringing me in is to get you where you want to go, right? I'm, I'm there to keep the conversation going. When somebody forgets uh, the charity they're trying to talk, which happened in one of the recent ones, I know what it is and keep you there. But it's more about having a natural flowing conversation. That's why you brought me in because I'm genuinely interested. And this is always the fun thing about up at noon. I'm genuinely interested to talk to you about your game. Even if it's a game, I will never play mm-hmm. when Mike Donatelli came in to show off that MMO that I can't remember the name of. I was like, mm. I'm never going to wild star. I'm yeah. never going to play this game, but <laughs> you're so into it. Tell me all about it. You know what I mean? And like, obviously it's the same thing with the showcase or anything else. Like what is the PR beat we're talking about right now? What can you talk about? I'm aware you can't talk about what your unannounced DLC three is going to be. Like, yeah. that's not what I'm going to hone in and ask you about. What, yeah. what are you excited to talk about? That's why it's fucking fun to do this shit. Hell yeah, man. Uh, it's time to squat up. This is where one of you writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You give me your name, username, platform of choice, why you need help in a game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you. Today, you've heard of him many times, but the 2038 Pokemon CEO is writing in to be part of squad up. He needs help on the Nintendo Switch. His Switch code is SW66875255859393 and he says, in 2038, I will become the Pokemon Company CEO. I am currently studying for the GRE and preparing an application to Harvard. I taped my notes to the inside of my shower. I don't have much time to play, but enjoy playing when I can. If anybody wants to play anything, let me know. I'm a fan of Mario Tennis. If you want to get in the good graces of the 2038 Pokemon CEO in 2019, this is your chance. SW66 is in the YouTube description. Please go give the click. I'm not reading it again. Nicholas, when you become Pokemon CEO in 2038, I expect to hear this. Damn it. I knew this wouldn't work. (laughs) As you walk out and introduce yourself and speak in three languages. 
Wow. Have a good time. It's time for You're Wrong. This is where people watching live on twitch.tv slash games go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell me what we screw up as we screwed up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later. <laughs> Lord of Pwn says the mission was no Russian. Thank you. Uh, nanobiologist wrote in and said the first news of Apex Legends Battle Pass Season 2 have been announced. But when I clicked over, it seems like the first details are pretty much like, yeah, it'll happen at EA Play. 10 a.m. Saturday, June 8th. So you'll get more there. Um... Lord of Pwn says, and I have not fact-checked this, but I'll toss it out for you because it's E3. Uh, the next chapter of Destiny 2 will be announced June 6th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Um, just writes in and says that, breaking news, uh, Larian Studios, developers of Divinity Original Sin, are teasing a new project on their website. So that's interesting as we, again, just hurdle and hurdle and hurdle and hurdle towards this. Uh, Lord of Pwn says, yeah, a new Darksiders game is getting announced at E3 according to the E3 Coliseum schedule alongside the largest event in Rocket League history. Huh. So is the Coliseum leaks this year's Walmart? Pretty much, it looks like, right? I mean, if it's true. Um, Nanobiologist is confused, but I understand why it would be. He says, Greg, you gave Ghostbusters 2019 a 7-6, not an 8, like uh, Barrett said. Uh, I I believe I gave probably the Wii version a 7-6 and an 8 to the... uh, console versions remember there's two different wow, versions of ghostbusters fanboy but i don't know and then he says cindy gave the remaster of ghostbusters 2009 in 8.0 i don't even know what that means there was a 2009 remaster of ghostbusters didn't it come out in 2009 i don't know nanobiologist is confused said 10 years ago so yeah. i definitely remember giving it somewhere in the eights and then i definitely remember something now i'm too interested not to sorry now you just gotta fucking put up with me I'm putting up with you. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. No, maybe I give it a 7-6. God mm. damn it, Barrett. Oh, but it's on PC. See, this is the problem, too. Like, oh, there's, like, there's like a million... D- All right, hold on. IGN, PS3, Ghostbusters review. This is... this is. Can you remember this nightmare? Oh, yeah. This fucking nightmare well, of, you like... you can't search shit on IGN, so we had to use Google to find our own videos and articles? Not even that. Just the fact that, like, every fucking version of it... I was thinking more there was wrinkles oh. to... Different. No, it's 7-6 on PS3, too. No, I was wrong. So there you go. All right, then seven six. I remember it. Be, I I remember it more fondly than I did back then. But again, you well, should enjoy. probably because of the trophies they upset you. It's true too. Uh, and then it's also just a bunch of stuff that's broken and done. This stuff. People keep bringing up Cindy. I don't remember a Cindy from IGN. Cindy reviewed the remaster of the movie and gave it a name. The fuck is Cindy? Oh well, if it's it, that'd be. Uh, Whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been kind of funny. Games <laughs> Daily. There's a new Ghostbusters game. There's a new Modern Warfare game. Andrea's hosting things. I'm hosting things. Cindy. Tim's over there. Cindy's reviewing things. Maybe meet it up. Meet it up, everybody. Uh, Patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. I almost broke my computer on that Sharpie. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.